0: Love Life, featuring your hosts Rebecca Detman and Jane Dunn. The sun shines bright as it moves across my face. I feel the light. Welcome to Love Life. I'm Rebecca Detman. And I'm Jane Donovan. And we are sitting here today on the couch. There's a little bit of rain on the roof, so if you do hear a pitter-patter, it's not little mice's feet. Oh, well, it sounds <laughs> like fairy feet. Fairies. Yeah, no, just the pitter-patter of raindrops. We've had a beautiful rainbow out the window. This is a winter podcast, thick of winter, and we are talking about the winter of our lives, exes. <laughs> That's very dramatic, Mac. Oh, Lord. <laughs> this has actually come off the back of a beautiful email. It was it an email or a Facebook, Jane, that we received? Uh, it was a private message on our Facebook page. Yeah, and can, we we just want to say we have actually, for some reason, in just the last literally two, two weeks, we've had an overwhelming wave of you guys speaking to us, which has been great. It's nice, great. very validating that you're, somebody's listening. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so thank you for taking the time to do to write those beautiful
1: messages. That's it is validating. Look, we love what we do, and we have faith, and we hope that we are making. A difference to people that are listening, that we're giving you some tools and helping you to gain greater happiness in your life. But it is very validating to get a nice, a nice message or an email. So thank you for taking the time.
0: And please ask us your questions because not only can, you know, while we're conscious that we can't just spend a whole show answering an individual question, we will always make it apply to all of your listeners. So this woman has written today about exes and Jane will sort of give the gist of what she was asking. We decided to make today's show all about exes and toxic relationships, which is actually a podcast we did not that long ago. You might want to reference as well but I'll hand over to Jane. Okay, so this situation is um, a lady has written
1: to us where she has uh, a new partner in her life. Both of them have children to a previous partner. Now, her relationship with her ex-husband is not good but her new partner's relationship with his ex-wife is very good and she's struggling with that she's really struggling with that so we'll talk about different dynamics with exes and their partners in particular and when you've got children involved you actually do have to have a relationship with these people yeah. and so we've got to give you some tools to help you to do that but the first thing that i think that she really needs to start looking at is why has she got a problem with her partner getting on well with his ex is it insecurity is it jealousy is it jealousy because that's not fair. I've got a toxic in my life and he's got it cruisy and easy. Or is she feeling insecure that it's another woman in his life? So it does come back to self love. It comes back to what is it that you're not giving to yourself, that you could be giving to yourself, that you feel this woman is taking away from you?
0: Because I'm actually channeling a little bit on this. And the, inf- the information I'm receiving on this one is that, yeah, it's, it's actually almost like a real sadness in this woman, deep down at her core of what could be. Because when she looks at her own life, this is like she's got the basis for comparison. So she looks across to her current partner who she loves, and he's got this beautiful, amicable relationship. And then she looks across to her own life, and she's like, gee, it's a bit messy in my corner, and it's making her sad that maybe there's some work to be done there. And I know, okay, so this is going to open us up to a Pandora's box of how much you you can't control another person, but how much can you do? Um, when the other person really is out of your hands, what what can you do when their energy is so toxic and they're such a bane in your life and you still have to see them all the time because of the kids, what do you do? Okay,
1: so you cannot control another person. So forget even trying. And I think that most people spend a lot of time trying to control the other person, trying to manipulate them, trying to get them to see things your way, trying to be right in everything. What it comes down to is you've got to build a relationship with this person that you can be at peace with at least a peace you know aim for happiness but if you can just get to a peaceful state that's going to give you a lot of uh oh, it's going to give you greater peace in your mind peace <laughs> equals peace believe yeah, it or not it does so how do you get to that point so it's actually about diffusing the charge that you've got from this person so with your ex it is about recognizing that it takes two to tango. So start to distance yourself by observing him rather than being in his energy. So when he has a crack at you, don't have a crack back. You know, when someone has a go at you, you don't have to have a go back. You don't have to mirror everybody else's energy. This is about discipline. And if you want to achieve harmonious relationships, you have to be harmonious. You can't achieve having a harmonious relationship by buying into the toxicity and playing one-upmanship. Someone's got to be the bigger person here, and we want it to be you because when you learn to do this, this is a powerful tool. When you can stand in your own power and observe somebody else's childlike behavior, someone else's buttons being pressed, someone else's passive-aggressive behavior, manipulative behavior, controlling behavior, fill in the blank. When you can observe it and not have your buttons pressed, you now get to walk life exactly how you want to walk it. Nobody else can shift you off center. Now you have peace in your life because you're observing it almost with compassion and empathy. So to get there, you need to look at controlling your own energy. And it's not an easy thing to do, but
0: once you've mastered it, it's a very easy this thing is to do. the key to life. So this ex is giving her a beautiful gift of the opportunity to really address her own boundaries and her own feelings of inner strength, I would say, and, and it's okay. And I loved, you know, when Jane's talking about buying into, like don't, don't enable the energy dance. Don't enable the power play that these people, whether it's an ex or a boss or the horrible next-door neighbour or your mother-in-law or whoever is the bane in your life. And, you know, I, we may be crossing over a little bit here with what we talked about in Toxic People because it's a really similar topic. It's about taking back your personal power and actually, as unbelievable as it sounds, not, not having anything to do with the other person, not, this isn't about how you respond to them. This isn't about the, the two of your energy. This is about your own. Nothing but you. Control and look after what you can. And that's you. And everything outside of that is none of your business. It really, really isn't. And look, we acknowledge if you've come out of a yucky marriage that never got resolved, so it had to end. Well, of course, all those issues are still there. Of course, he's still a dickhead or, you know, she's still a bitch or whatever. You know, that probably hasn't changed. You know, so yes, every time you have to deal with him, he's still going to be the same old whatever. You need to change the energy game on your own team, on, on the eye relationship, as Jane would say.
1: It's also a little bit about maturing, growing up and saying, you know what, this person actually is in my life. As much as I would like to throw a 12-year-old attachment and say, just go away, just disappear, I don't want to see you again, I don't want to hear from you again, you are the father of my children or you are the mother of my children. So you need to actually acknowledge that and accept it and to accept that is it's a cool tip if you can actually get into gratitude for this person, that they were at some point somebody that I did deeply love, that there were some at some point somebody that I admired, that there was a lot that I enjoyed about this person. Get out your gratuity diary, start putting their name right at the top and dig really deep to write all of the good things about this person because you've got to build a relationship with them. They're not going away. You must accept that. So now you must Work hard on changing how you view this person. So as you do that, while standing in your own energy of not having your buttons pressed, you're now in a more harmonious place and you're starting to move towards a day
0: where maybe one day the two of you actually could be friends. And the, the way that that will happen, because I know you're thinking inconceivable, It's because you're going to shift. You're going to make a vibrational shift within yourself, and people can't help but respond to that. Once you've done that, it's all out of your hands. People do. And I've witnessed this with my own eyes. Shifts that haven't, that you wouldn't have thought possible, that haven't happened for over a decade, can happen in one day if you dramatically change what's inside of yourself. Absolutely. The other thing I was going to touch on is for, for those who've come out of possibly quite abusive relationships, you know, domestic abuse or emotional abuse or situations that were maybe quite scary and had a lot to do about learning your lessons of personal power, you might have gotten away from that person, but so a lot of the issues have never really been resolved inside yourself so you may never have actually healed the abused child in you or actually found the inner strength or whatever it is in your situation so a lot of the work that couldn't happen within the relationship still has to happen after the relationship and yes you may have found your perfect lover and you're already in this lovely new place but there's actually still a lot there that hasn't been put to bed and it's for you to work on. Any time
1: in life that a button is being pressed in you, regardless of whether it's coming from an ex-partner or your partner's ex-partner, it's saying to you, you've got something to heal. You've got something to learn. You've got something to grow. Triggers. They are triggers. Absolutely. And
0: ideally, when you've done the work, nobody can press your buttons. Yeah, you'll know because the triggers won't be there. Things won't make you feel suddenly flustered or annoyed or you won't snap back or react or respond. Once you've done the work, once you've shifted the energy, once you've changed, once you've found what you need to find deep within, you'll let a lot of stuff go and it will no longer serve to bother you. It's a We're talking about changing vibration. We're talking about the universal law of vibration. Absolutely, Talk about that change. Okay,
1: this is where you need to place yourself in alignment with what it is that you desire. If you don't feel it, be it, speak it, you won't have it. So, if you want to have no charge, no emotional charge when you're dealing with your ex or your partner's ex, you need to be a vibrational match for that. So, you have to raise your belief to a place where you believe that it is possible. Well, I think I just double dutch that a bit, didn't I? I,
0: I know this is I really think I did that very well. This is, <laughs> you know, this is actually a really hard topic because. It's so easy to intellectually describe but to actually explain to you guys how to feel it and how to get there is that is a journey that each soul must walk on their own. Yes. And true inner strength, true self-love, not the sort that we kind of put on pretty pictures with flowers on Facebook and kittens and puppies and not when we go hear the Dalai Lama or we read a book or we go to a meditation class. It's even deeper. It's so deep it comes from the core. Okay? So the relationships in our life – they go back to early patternings. They go back to mum and dad or they go back to the first boy or girl or boys or girls that you first ever fell in love with, okay? And you are a product of all of that stuff. And there's a lot of digging deep that you have to be prepared to do to go back and refix or undo a lot of the core stuff and that's why Jane's talking about triggers because the only evidence you often have on the surface as to why does that person annoy me so much or why do I keep attracting these sort of men or why did da, 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 da that's just the surface evidence for deep deep down stuff from way way back that needs a revisit
1: oh thank you for explaining that so well that's great thanks Jane love it, love it. So one of the things I want another little powerful tool that you can use to start shifting your vibration and to start having a different reaction from your ex or your partner's ex is the power and energy of your words is learning to speak more impeccably learning to speak slower less charge in your words using more neutral tone and that actually is going to give off an energetic message of
0: strength don't blame and use I. Because yeah, when I it, words. Whenever you speak to somebody, if the only word that you're using is I, as in me, and never, never you, you, you or them, that if you only use I, they've got nothing to come back at you with, nothing. That's right. Because you've said nothing about them. You've just spoken from your own heart. And that's how it is. So when the
1: ex decides to play games with the children of, oh no, they're supposed to be with me this weekend, but I can't have them. I've got to go interstate or whatever. So they're with you this weekend and you've got all these other plans and it's mucking you around. You can be speaking very kindly, very firmly and be saying I appreciate that you have this situation I actually do have some plans I will on this occasion be able to accommodate this for you however please be aware that in future I won't
0: be able to do that all right what if you don't want to do it you really don't want to be mucked around what do you say then Jane
1: (laughs) you know what I was going to drop the f-bomb then but no that's not going to work no look we're a family show. Hi. this is about rapport building. You starting. You can't actually go there. You actually have to cut some slack initially. So you can't start speaking your truth. I you say f off, No, you can't. No, <laughs> even if you want to, you can't. You're going to have to give in. This basically, your relationship, if it's feisty, if it's angry, if you've got problems with your ex or your partner's ex, is because there is no rapport there. So you've got to start building rapport again. So you've got a clean slate. So that means you've got to give as well as take. So you do have to do some things now that you don't want to do that you're sick of doing because you've done them forever. You can't just wake up one day and go, right, that's it. I'm not doing it anymore. That's just going to cause more animosity. You've actually got to start building the relationship with firmer boundaries, raising your vibration with greater truth in your words and speaking them with the intent of building rapport. So if you if your partner does have to jump on a plane and go interstate and you've now stuck with the children and you did have plans, sure you're annoyed, but you've not actually paved the way. This has probably been going on for the last however many years you've been separated or divorced for. You can't suddenly expect this to stop. You need to do this gradually. So you are building the rapport with the intent of wanting to have a kinder relationship that is less volatile, less angry, less
0: passive aggressive, less controlling, whatever qualities are being invoked here. I think just, just to quickly kind of distill it down into a nutshell, I think well, to make it really, really clear, I think what we're talking about is just ha- take the higher spiritual road. That's what I'm trying to get out of my mouth. Like Jane's giving you all these amazing tools and tips in the relationship building. And if you're just thinking in the back of your head, yes, but he is an absolute idiot and he's making or whoever this person is, is really the bane of my life. They don't change and they introduce a lot of toxic negative vibrational energy into my life that I find really hard to have to get up and deal with every day or every week. This is about I sometimes look at people like that and I just tell myself, you know what, Rebecca, they're just in a different dimension. And I almost treat them as such like they're, they're floating off in this bubble. And I think I don't really need to hear what they have to say or talk to them because they are so not my kind of person and they are so existing on a different energy, page, whatever wavelength to me, a different page to me. I just put them in a different box and I look at them through glass like they're in the zoo. And yes, they can talk and I know words are floating out of their mouth, but I'm sitting here holding my own. I'm in my own energy. And I take the highest spiritual road in my life, in my relationships. So if somebody wants to pull out the negative tricks and games and whatever power play on me, you just don't, you just don't meet them in the middle. You stay in your own energy zone, in your own bubble. You don't even need to respond to direct jabs, direct, um, barbs or, you know, criticisms or questions. You actually don't even need to speak to them. You don't have to. I know it takes a lot of strength to get to this point, but you don't have to engage. You just firmly and confidently using a lot of eye language, state what you need and speak from the heart and leave it at that. And if they go on or go off on tangents, you reiterate, you speak from the heart. If they pull on the histronics and throw a tantrum, you walk away. And if they want to speak again, you stay firm and speak from the heart. This is about consistency
1: and it's not going to be achieved instantly, but they will notice instantly. That you've changed, but they won't believe that you've changed permanently. So this is going to take time of consistency and you cannot afford to go back to your old self. You've got to, every time that you're conversing with this person, you need to remain consistent and, and
0: firm and I statements and neutral and rapport building. It's a bit like being the parent, isn't it? Like you've almost, they're like the bad your child and you've actually just got to keep showing them in an almost Mother Teresa type way. Put your Mother Teresa hat on in a benevolent, kind, compassionate, loving way. Just keep holding firm a, a purer energy and don't sway. Don't let it crumble and buy into their crap. The minute you do that, they've won. They have. That's
1: it. Now, if you crumble and you buy into it, it's game over. You're actually not going to actually fix this relationship ever. Have you ever tried to fight with somebody that will not fight with you? Now, well, that is Gandhi. That's, that's how Gandhi that's exactly won. right you can't fight with somebody who won't fight with you so what we're saying is we want you to be the person
0: that no one can fight with you it's pretty cool actually it is pretty it's cool. a real skill and to watch somebody do it we talked about this last week with in the art of communication when jane talked about if you can hold your own neutral energy in a confrontation you can actually withdraw the truth out of people because the more they rant and rave and talk the more the real story comes out and if you can just sit neutrally and not engage in it; just let it all spill out. You actually gain more and more power at the end of that. That's right. That's it. You get the knowledge. You get the knowledge of what's really going on, and you've sat in your own power and not lowered it to engage in the drama. If you really want to take this a deep, deeper level, you could actually sit with this person, whether it's your ex
1: or your ex's, sorry, or your current partner's ex. You could actually sit with them and use words like, "What is it that I make you feel?" It's obvious that I cause animosity or grief or stress or anger or whatever emotion it is that you, you seem to be causing the other person to feel, ask them, what is it that you you feel and what do you think I could be doing to have a different outcome? It takes a lot of bravery. It takes it's... a lot of bravery. Now, that doesn't mean that you're going to agree. That doesn't mean that you're going to do what they want you to do. But you're going to get some interesting insights here and then you just might surprise yourself and find Actually, I could do that for them. That's going
0: to make my life a whole lot easier. Or you might find that they actually don't have an answer because, do you know what? It's not about you. They've just got all their own shit going on and whoever's in the way gets hit, basically. And that's the thing. that, If that is their story, which it likely is, as you no longer
1: react to them over time, and this is why you can't afford to slip up, is that they will actually get bored with you and they'll go play somewhere else. They'll go find someone else to have their little victim party Mm. with and to carry on with because you're no fun now and (laughs) now it just becomes mundane and routine and, oh, okay, there's so-and-so's new partner or, oh, okay, I've got to go and see my ex and drop the kids off. I'll only be five minutes. It's no big deal. She's just around the corner.
0: Higher spiritual people who don't engage are actually really boring. (laughs) Like, no, I, we talk about this in terms of the spiritual world when people talk to psychics and they, they ask me questions like, but aren't you worried about the bad spirits? What about the nasty ones like in the exorcism movies and stuff? And I say, do you know that lower-vibrational spirits, just the same as lower-vibrational people, really aren't interested in those that, like Jane said, they actually can't you really, say fight with or engage with? Yeah. If, you, if you're operating in your own bubble of pureness and happiness and light, you're self-assured, you've got self-love, you've got your own stuff to keep you busy and you're really not interested in other people's crap, they'll just go somewhere else because there's nothing for them to pick on or play with.
1: It's interesting. I also find that I, like in my own side, my own life, I will only have a fight with somebody when I'm really tired because I lack resilience then. I'm not a fighter. I'm not interested. That doesn't mean I don't speak my truth. It doesn't mean I'm not capable of having a confrontation But it is a confrontation with resolving that I want resolved. It's not a confrontation for the sake of a confrontation. But they will only occur usually at nighttime when I'm tired Mm. or if it happens in the morning, it's happened in the morning when I've had been sleep-deprived. So know yourself. Know your strengths and weaknesses. Know that you can't be Mother Teresa 24-7. So when you're putting your Mother Teresa hat on to go and try and deal with this situation and to build a different type of rapport with this person... Pick your times. Pick your times that you're going to be at your best performance. You know, choose the arena that's going to be most supportive to you staying in this mutual energy. Choose, choose everything that you can, your words. Keep the time to a minimal. You know, maybe you're hanging out with them too long. Maybe you can do half an hour polite chat, but an hour just tips you over and your buttons get pressed. Then set boundaries. Only be with them for half an hour so that you don't get to that area. These little tools will help you to gain consistency so that over a a period of time, and it won't take that long, but over a period of time, they're going to genuinely know you're different and they can't play the same game with you anymore.
0: Now, when children are involved and there's deeper issues at hand, like I don't like the way my ex and his new partner deal with the children, I don't like the way my whatever new partner's ex deals with the children. Like when exes get involved with children – it's a little bit of a different ball game because obviously that's that's outside of your body. Your heart outside your body is what your children are, and it's roaming around out there. Oh, and I like
1: that. Your heart's yeah. your heart outside your body. Your
0: children are like oh, your heart yes. outside of your body, right? They Which are. is why you know, as mothers and fathers, we get so deeply wounded and worried and protective of our little little chicklings mm. because you know. They are us and we feel the pain and we sense, you know, we can anticipate because we're old and wiser. We can see what might be coming. We want to shield them from it. So if we know that every Saturday or second Saturday the the gorgeous ones are trotting off to so-and-so, toxic so-and-so's house with his new partner and you can't stand the stories you're hearing when those poor darling children come back home again, what do you do, Jane?
1: Oh, gee, that's a big one to chuck on me with only five minutes left of our podcast. I know you're up to it. Oh, I, well, I'm going to give the short version. That's a podcast for another day is actually in parenting like that. Again, you are got to speak your truth and just say that everybody does create their own reality. This is the reality of what daddy or mummy has in their house. This is the reality that I have and that I would like you to embrace and enjoy in our house here. So who, are you, who are you saying that to? To the children. Right. For so, children. You've got to speak your truth. You know, yeah. you can't. And at the same time, you do need to get it. Try to get on the same page, and it's not always possible. But you do again. This is why rapport building is so important. So my experience with you know a lot of, of my single clients who are uh, you know attending dinners and events and wanting to have meet a new part person, have a new partner in their life. Many of them will tell me their stories about their exes, and it it never fails to astound me how many people will have toxic relationships with their ex partner that they're doing nothing about building a better relationship with them. And yet they're forced to have them in their lives forever because they are the parents of their children. Right. That is your incentive. That You know, if if my husband and I, and I'm not putting this out to the universe because I'm quite happy with him, thank you very much. However, if something happened and we did separate, I would do everything in my power for us to turn our relationship to the best friendship I could possibly, possibly do. Because we are still going to continue to co-parent our children. Yeah. And that is my incentive
0: is for my children. So, and I think from the children's point of view, this is where it's important in for all parents to really build up their children's heart talk, self-esteem, talking to their own heart, following their own heart. So if there's actually situations going on that are actually very not, not good, not good in the other household, things that are Oh, either they're witnessing stuff you'd rather they weren't really seeing, or they're being talked to in a way that you really know is not healthy for them, or maybe they're being given crappy foods or crappy videos to watch. I don't know, whatever it is in your situation, but no matter how little your children are, you can always get down at eye level and have really honest chats with them, okay? And just, remind your children almost about protective behavioural program stuff where you say if at any time you feel uncomfortable, you know that you have the right to say no, you have the right to call me, you have the right to say where you want to go, um, you can get out of situations, you can tell people. Like I think it's just important and not to scare the child but also to just give the child the self-empowerment. That Empowerment. They, they give get the to the choose. the power. Yes. Make sure the children understand they're not being buried around and dumped with strange adults or put in places that they might not live. And the kids might be saying, Mummy, I don't want to go to Daddy's this and Do we have to? I don't want to go there. I don't like the new lady or whatever it is. So this is your time to share some of the tools that you've learned from your own self-development work with your children and bring them up to be you know, independent, beautiful little people who can hold their own and speak their own truth.
1: And children are so wise that if you give them their own power, if you give them the power back for them to be making choices, With conscious awareness, they actually will make quite cool choices. Oh, absolutely. I actually get quite amazed at my children sometimes make, or sometimes make shocking choices too. But no, but if it is something that is important and we've had the right
0: conversation, they do make pretty cool choices. They're wise little souls. They are. And I think from a spiritual point of view, just calm yourself by remembering that all the souls who are together in the group, so that might be. You and your first husband and the two kids there and you and your next husband and his ex-wife and the three kids there and whoever else is involved in all of this, you guys are a big soul group and you've all put up your hands to come down together. The kids put up their hands to have these second mummies and second daddies and steps and, you know, stepsisters and all of these things that then come in. It was all prearranged. And all the relationships are there to teach every soul their own lesson that they wanted to learn, okay? So while sometimes you might be lying awake in bed at night thinking, I feel sick about the fact that my six-year-old has to go into his house and I don't like it, she chose that too. And she was well aware before she came down to earth what the conditions would be. Now, I'm not saying you can't go and try and make the conditions better, but she may have an important learning in that herself. There might be some soul lessons and this is the way at a young age that she's going to be addressing them by learning from these, these people in her life.
1: One of the final tools I'd like to also give is it is your responsibility how other people treat you. Now, what they think of you is none of your business. How they treat you is your responsibility. So, again, using some I words and saying statements like, I would like to share with you that I don't react well when you only give me two hours' notice that you're not able to have the children when it is your turn would it be possible for you to the majority of time give me as much notice as possible because I find that if I have two days or two weeks, whatever it is that you need for your schedule, I operate better with that knowledge and that would be really great to help us all to have an ease with co-parenting our children. But Jane,
0: I can hear people hearing you and saying, yeah, that's fine, but my ex-partner is a psychopath and no matter what I say, he goes in one ear and then he does what he wants. Like they don't listen. So, So, I mean… <laughs> What, what's the
1: answer to I that? I truly believe that if they're still having that experience, it's because they've had the low level vibration. They have not held this higher ground long enough. Okay. So this goes they've back. They've not taught the person that they are someone different. They're still buying into the shit. It still goes back to the
0: self-worth and yeah, the, the, they're the buying tools in. of. Yeah. They're having buttons pressed and buying in. You've got to be consistent long term. You know, and like I I sort of touched on a while back there about, you know, when we do go back and look at our early patterns and from mum and dad or from the first boys or girls that we dated, sometimes this, if there's situations in your life that are really quite ugly and they're not going away, you might have divorced him or her but they're still hanging around or you've now gotten rid of a bad situation but guess what, a pattern's repeated and now there's a new, your partner's ex is in your life and you don't like her or him. It might be time to go and do some serious self-work just on you and even though it seems like it's all about, everyone else around you and it's all their fault and they're creating the problem, you've attracted it in. And I know we're reiterating here, but you really need to own that. You need to understand that the universe is holding up a mirror and you're attracting in stuff inside you that's not resolved. So this is where you need to go and do your tools and tips, do your meditation, go to your holistic practitioners, try different modalities. You need to unearth the stuff in you that's still causing this toxic drama to happen, okay? Have we reached the end, Jane? We have. Oh, I could just sit here with you forever. So please join us on the couch next week. Uh, You know, you can always find us on the Wellness Couch, but, of course, we are very active on Facebook and we encourage you to be too. We love your questions. Keep them coming. Until next Wednesday, I'm Rebecca Detman. And I'm Jane Donovan. Have a fabulous week. Life is perfect. I'm not trying. It's just happening. And it's a beautiful